everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstill. I'm Hannah Moss. I'm Sophia Dovecote. And I'm Emerson Wimsworth. So since this is our first episode, we thought we'd kick things off um, with a get to know us segment. So um, Sophia, you can read the first question. What is a weird food combo that you like? Okay, I'll go first. Um, I really like potato chips and ketchup because it's like, I don't know, it's like french fries, but they're crunchy. I really like Doritos with chocolate frosting. Oh, God. Hannah. What? Really good. Okay. Oh, I cannot beat that. Um, I like chips of any kind um, with ice cream. Oh. Okay. <laughs> My personal favorite oh. is chocolate-covered Fritos. Why is everything with chips? Oh, yes. Those are amazing. <laughs> Ooh, I could never. Okay. Okay, I'll go next. Um, next question. You can have a lifetime supply of one item from somewhere like Target's, like a supermarket store. What do you choose? And it can't be money. I would choose um I would choose Hershey's chocolate bars. Mm, well, I guess like money. Like is it like cash? No, you can't pick cash. That's not an option. Okay, not cash. So I choose an Amazon gift card. That no, you hey, can't pick that either. Not something with monetary value. That's not cat. Oh, fine. Um, well, everything has monetary value. Like an object. An object. Um, coffee. Okay. Um, then Sophia. Oh, uh, this is hard. Anything candy, just candy, sugar, <laughs> ice cream. Oh, um, I don't know. Probably, like, Nutella or something. Oh, yes. Nutella. That's a good choice. Nutella's disgusting. No! Hannah! What? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Nutella's delicious. <laughs> I don't like you guys. This is supposed this to be a bonding moment. But I oh. just don't like you guys anymore. This is terrible. Nutella's delicious. Okay. I drink... I eat out of the... I drink it yeah. with milk. Same, same. I eat on bananas, sliced bananas. I don't know what it is. Ooh. Like, uh, put it on toast, and then like a thin uh, spread of Nutella, and then sliced bananas on top of it. Mm. Yeah, delicious. Oh, I eat honey on toast. That's good, too. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, okay, next question. Um, if you could live in one fictional universe, which one would it be? I definitely would pick the Harry Potter universe. No, hands down. Like, magic. Okay, can we all agree the Harry Potter universe would be amazing? Yeah, I don't really read fiction, but I have read some of the Harry Potter books, so I guess if I did pick one, it would be Harry Potter. No, I would do Marvel. Oh, No. Uh, but no. if you're not a superhero, then you're just, like, getting hurt all the time. Yeah, you're the people in your building getting torn down. Yeah. Ugh, no. Like, unless I was a superhero, no. At least if you're, like, a muggle, you still, like, you still, I don't know, you still get a cool name. Yeah. Okay, Hannah, what, you're, you're up next. What question do you have? What's the most 
recent purchase you've ever made? Okay, my most recent purchase, technically, um, I bought some earrings from Hannah, but, like, from an actual, like, from Amazon, actually, I bought Hunger Games earrings, so <laughs> I'm wearing them right now. Uh, yeah. I bought an equality flag last night. <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't wait, buy a lot of stuff. Um, prob- but the last thing I bought, probably Emerson's birthday gift from me. <laughs> oh, yeah, what did you get her? Copic markers. That was awesome. a long time ago, Sophia. That was a long time ago. I don't buy, I'm saving up money so I can uh, get a leopard gecko. Ooh, that's a fun item. Okay, Emerson, what about you? What's the last thing you um, bought? Probably like a sweatshirt. Oh, fun. Yes. My... Yeah, I, I don't really remember. I have a lot of sweatshirts, okay? <laughs> it was, but it was, definitely some sort of, it was definitely some sort of clothing item. And I feel like it was a sweatshirt, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um. So Sophia, what you, family would you want to be a member of? Um, okay, I would want, what fictional family? Oh my god, that's so hard. The thing is, like, I could, like, meet people, like, that I liked, but then they also might have, like, a really hard life. Okay, I think I would, um, sticking with my whole Harry Potter thing, I would want to be a part of the Weasley family. Um, I don't know, really going back to my childhood, I would say the Fullers from Full House. Okay, sure. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I love dystopians, so absolutely none of those. I have nothing. I will not comment on this. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't really have any ideas either. Maybe, like, the Crossley family from the Admiral Chronicles, but like, I don't know. Oh, I don't think I've ever read that book series. Oh, it's not a book series. It's um, it's a TV show. Oh, never mind then. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yep. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, I have. Would you go with aliens if they beamed down to Earth? Um, it, I mean, yes. Who knows? It could be fun. Yeah, I said yes too because I'm always up for an adventure, you know? I think it would be fun. They're aliens. Why not? I'd say yes purely because I am absolutely done with the world right now. It, I am not happy with it. It is all a bunch of dumb people. In my opinion. Yes. Emerson, what about you? Would you go with the aliens? No. <laughs> like I live, I live in a nice house with cats and a sister. Like I wouldn't go with aliens. Okay, <laughs> my cats make it worse. I mean, I I get where you're coming from. It would matter on who the aliens were and like what they wanted to do with me. Okay, okay Emerson. If you could choose any two famous people to have dinner with, who would they be? Okay, um, I would pick, uh, this is so hard. They're, like, people that I, like, want to meet, and then they're people that I just, okay. So first, I'd pick Josh Hutcherson, who plays PETA in The Hunger Games. 
And secondly, I would pick Michelle Obama. I would yeah. Pamela Harris and AOC. Okay. Those are those are good choices. Uh nobody. I don't really idolize anybody. Oh no. <laughs> There's gotta be someone. Uh Beatles? Oh yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. if they're like I mean, I don't know if they can be dead or not, but sure. I feel like that's a good... Yeah, the Beatles. Yeah. I would do probably Elizabeth Olsen and, like, um, maybe an author like Nancy Springer or Bailey at Bloom. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Authors. Oh, that just made the... I didn't even think about that. Okay, I'm not changing my answer, though. That's I'm hard. changing my answer. Um, Meredith Tate. She is my favorite author. She's a small author, but I love her. She's what is she? What has she written? Um, she wrote um, the Red Labyrinth. It. They're not very famous, but they're good. Um, the Last Confession of Autumn Casterly. Um, there's two other ones, and she's also writing another one that's a sequel. One of the ones with the titles that I forgot. Isn't it like Freedom Trials one of them, or is that a different one? That was one of them. Freedom Trials. Okay. That was my favorite of all of her books. The title. I do not remember the title. <laughs> okay, Emerson, or no, Hannah, you have the last question. Okay. What's the best book you've ever read? Too hard. I can't answer that. Oh I already answered that. I mean, like, the thing is. Oh, yeah, you have tech. I mean, the thing is, there's, like, different kinds. There's, like, the book that, like, I am obsessed with, which is The Hunger Games. But, like, then there are books that, like, made me, like, think about life that are also good. And then there are, like, Harry Potter, which are, like, classics. I think I'm going to go with um The Book Thief because that one made me cry so hard. And I guess the fact that it made me show emotion makes it a good book. Yeah. Um, well, I have three books, and I'm not changing my answer just to one because they're all really good books. I would say The Hate You Give, What Way to the Water, and Frozen. Oh, yeah. The Hate You Give is really good. Sophia, what? Oh, Sophia, never mind. You already said, right? Yep. It is. Okay, Emerson, what about you? The Bottom Castle tied with Freedom Trials. Huh. Mine would be, without question, Anola Holmes' Case of the Left Handed Lady. Oh, yeah. Another book series, and the second one in the series, The Case of the Left Handed Lady, is the best in the series. Okay. Yeah, I I like um the the movie was so good. Oh my god, it was. I love that movie. It's not the same. The book is better, you guys. Okay, Uh, I know. It's just just like if the movie was good, like I'm I'm sure the book the books are amazing because I love like. The movies, um, what's his name? The, the, what, the boy. What was his name? Yeah. Yeah, Tukesbury. Oh my god, he was amazing. Almost amazing as PETA. Okay. Transitioning on, we're here to talk about the books. So I'm going to read a summary for chapter one that I wrote myself. So I'm sorry if it's rambling. And then, um, we're going to discuss it. So chapter one. Katniss wakes up. We learn she has a sister, Prim, and a mom. We are introduced to their cat, Buttercup, and Katniss's dislike of him. She gets dressed, grabs some cheese Prim has left for her, and goes outside. 
we are introduced to where she lives, District 12, and her neighborhood, The Seam. She mentions the reaping, but we don't know yet what it is. She goes under the fence surrounding the district and out into the woods. She hunts with a bow and arrow, something her dad taught her. He died in a mine accident. She goes to the woods to meet her friend, Gail. They talk over food, and suddenly he mentions that they could run away together. Katniss is caught off guard and dismisses the idea. They hunt for a while, then go back to the district. We learn they sell some of what they get at the black market or the hob. We also meet Greasy Say, one of the people who trade there. Then they go to the mayor's house to sell strawberries, and we meet Madge, who is Katniss's age. They are often paired together at school, so Katniss knows her. Madge is dressed up for the reaping and makes a comment that upsets Gail. Then we learn more about the reaping. You become eligible at the age of 12. Every year, you have to put your name in once all the way until you are 18. So when you're 12, it's in once, 13, it's in twice, etc. But if you're poor, you can opt to put your name in extra times for monthly rations of oil and grain or tesserae, enough to feed one family member. So when Katniss was 12, she put her name in once because she had to and three times for food. So four times. Since she has been doing this every year, at the age of 16, her name is in 20 times. 20 times. This is what makes Gail angry because Madge hasn't had to put her name in extra times, so she is less likely to be picked. Anyway, moving on, Katniss goes home and gets ready for the reaping. Her mom offers to let Katniss wear one of her old dresses, and we learn that there's some bad blood between Katniss and her mom that they are trying to fix. So Katniss gets ready, and they go into the square for the reaping. She stands with a bunch of girls her age, and we learn that two people get picked, one boy and one girl, every year. Then we learn about the history of Panem, where they live. Basically, climate change messed up the world like crazy, and after a bunch of wars, where, um, after a bunch of wars, where North, origi- North America ri- originally was became Panem. Panem is made up of a capital and 13 districts. Then there was a revolution, and 12 districts were defeated, and the 13 won basically ab- obliterated. After the revolution, the Hunger Games were made. So we finally learn what they are. Each year, a boy and a girl tribute are picked from every district to compete in an arena where they fight to the death. The games are televised, and it is mandatory viewing, and everyone has to pretend they enjoy it. The winner gets to go home and live a life of ease, and the whole year afterwards, their district gifts gets gifts while the others starve. We learn District 12 has only ever had two victors, and only one of them is still alive, Hamish Abernathy, who comes onto the stage drunk. We also meet Effie Trinket, who comes every year to announce the tributes. So she draws the girl's names first, and the girl drawn is Prim, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so the first things we should discuss is um, their living conditions. We, Emerson, I know you had things to say about this, so you can start. Yeah, so this, at the very beginning of the book, is like the first glimpse that we get, um, that we as readers get, of what life is like in District 12. Prim, like, went to sleep with her mother, and Katniss is left under this, like, cold bedsheet. Um, this tells us that the house is, like, small and drafty, and probably doesn't have very good structure. Yeah, they're pretty poor. Pretty poor. So, yeah, we sort of meet Prim. What are everyone's first thoughts on Prim? Uh, I, I really I- like Prim. She seems like the epitome of innocence. Um, I learned in one of my writing classes that there are some characters that are like meant to be uh, to represent a group of something. I think uh, Prim is meant to represent the innocence in the world. I don't know. 
I I t- definitely agree. I feel like she like is supposed to represent like how Katniss's childhood like should have been if she had been raised in like with enough money and like her parents had like her dad hadn't died. So like I feel like Prim is representing like what a good childhood is and like how children should like live rather than like how like them having to like grow up super early and stuff. Um yeah, Hannah, I know you had something to say about some uh, comment that Katniss makes. Well, I would like to add on to what you were saying. I agree that she's kind of like the structure of innocence, but I feel like she also grew up not with, I would say, entitlement, but more ease because Katniss went through all the stuff of having to like hunt to provide and, and like to hunt to provide, but then Prim, she only had to enter her name once. Katniss grew up on having to take sacrifice. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Prim sort of got like a slightly easier life. Definitely. Okay, um, we have a debate coming on here. Um, Hannah, what do you think about Buttercup? This is really enraging. Um, I love Buttercup. It seems like a great cat, very cute. You always should help cats out of the meat. But then Katniss tries to kill the cat. What what the heck? That's makes me really sad and mad. Same. Cats are I have two cats of my own. One is like a five month old little and then he's so cute. And and the other one is like super old and grumpy, but like I still love him so much. My cats are like my life. Okay. Sophia, I know you disagree. I thoroughly disagree. I think cats are the devil. But, you know, whatever about that. I don't think Prim should have kept the cat. I mean, they could have eaten more. I mean, yeah, he gets the entrance that nobody wants. But, I mean, still, they could have gotten more food and stuff. If Yeah, I agree with Sophia. I mean, like, I feel like killing him was like a pretty like that's a little severe but i feel like she should have just like put him in the woods because like i like they're really poor and like now they just have to feed another animal that does work like basically nothing except like catch mice that are gross like ugh. i strongly no. agree same cats I'm, I'm cats make every story better exactly they're great companions too I don't think the cat is going to be a very big part of this story. <laughs> but, you know, it's an important topic. The cat. Buttercup. So, um, now, yeah, Katniss goes out into the woods. So, what do we think about Gale? No. <laughs> I don't I like, like Gale. Him. You all should know this. Right now, I despise Gale. I've read the books. I despise him. Nothing you can say will change my mind. I will allow you to speak about how maybe Gale's not as bad as he seems, but he is. I don't think he's that bad. He just seems like that one friend zone guy in the corner. <laughs> but, okay. The like, perfect representation he... of what friend zoning is. He's just being so gross and weird. Like, it's gross. Like, he's her friend. He should know her boundaries. It's Nuh-uh. <laughs> can't be Hannah, that do bad. Think? I don't know. I don't 
think I should really speak on it because I do have bias to the topic from Violet. Oh, I'm just <laughs> gonna leave it at that. Okay. I I can live for with now. That. For now. Don't worry. There'll be more Gale. More oh, Gale debates. Yeah. So we learn. We also see Katniss like she's a really good hunter. She learned this from her dad, who died in a mine accident. I I think this is really sad that like, like he dies and then they're sort of just like expected to like be like, well, keep living. Like what? yeah, and the mom kind of like she she like can't keep living. Like, yeah, she's obviously she obviously was like really depressed after he died. And I'm like, I understand that. Like if you have a month, like your husband dies and like now you're expected to like care for your kids. Like that kind of sucks, but at the same time, like she's a mother, she's supposed to have like that motherly instinct to like no matter what like help them. So I feel like she kind of failed in that aspect. For me, um honestly, like it's really sad that he passed, but I'm not really like give them so much sympathy. I guess sympathy, but not special treatment. I mean, everyone in someone's family dies. I mean, I guess you could ask from others for help, but I don't think they should, like, get the world because he passed. Wow, okay, harsh love, Hannah. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, I, I get that. I feel like, I just feel bad for them because, like, their life is already obviously very hard, and, like, now he's, like, he, like, died, and they're, like, stuck and, like, Katniss isn't old enough to, like, work in the mines and anything. I don't think they let girls work in the mines. Um, well, I think they do, because they said, they talked about the men and women, um, who oh, worked yeah, in the right, mines with right. their shoulders hunched. I know that, because yep. I watched, read it three times yep, you're right. today. Yep, you're definitely, you're definitely yeah, right. Like, yep. I can see. And, like, shame on the mom, because, like, this is the time period where they need, like, the kids need her the most. And she's not doing anything fun. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, so we're going on. I'm looking at our notes. So they hunt for a while, blah, blah, blah. Um, then they go back. And Hannah had a question she thought we should discuss. Um, is the black market only in District 12? I'm not going to answer on this because I probably already know the answer and I want to hear what you guys think. So what do you guys think? Do you think the black market is a district 12 only thing or do you think this is something that happens in other districts? I think it's like this specific black market is only for district 12, but maybe they have different black markets in all the other districts. I mean, they probably probably don't have... um, like black market in like areas closer to the capital, but definitely in some of the more poor districts, they they probably have well their own versions of the hop or the black market. Okay, I feel like that's a good answer, yeah, Hannah. What I do you think? What Emerson said. Yeah. Okay, so we think that like maybe in some other forms. Um. Hannah, another question. Do all people dress in white on Reaping Day or do only the girls? I'm going to take this. We learn that Katniss is wearing a blue Reaping dress. So, no, not all the girls wear white. I'm sorry, Hannah. And, um, didn't, oh, yeah. Uh, Primrose have like a plaid colored one? Yeah, she was wearing like 
gingham or something. Yeah, something like that. Who knows? Yeah, so I think maybe, like, it just matters on what kind of, like, outfit you can afford. Yeah. Um, so, we had some, um, they start talking about the reaping and everything. So, I had something, I think that the reaping system's unfair. I know Hannah said that, too. Personally, I feel like the reaping system is sort of, like, we're gonna see a lot that this book has a lot of, like, social commentaries, like, and, like, reflection on today's world, especially once we get to the capital. I feel like the reaping system is one of these things. And um, I personally feel like it might be a reflection of, like, college admission and stuff where, like, the rich people can almost buy their way in versus, like, it's harder for people who have less money to, like, get in. So it's, like, the same thing where, like, the rich have to worry less about the reaping versus, like, the poor have a disadvantage. What do you guys think? I don't know if this kind of answers this question, but maybe strays off in a little bit. Um, I think I I remember Violet saying that the um the capital's really big and it has a lot of people in it. So my question is like, why do only like the poor are admitted into the reaping? Why aren't the rich either? Because if there's so many, and if the reaping is for like population control, shouldn't they be entered too? I mean, only if it's only once, sure they may have a chance. But still, they should be entered because it shouldn't just be for the poor. They're not, like, less of a person because they don't have money. So you think that the people in the capital should also be, like, eligible for the Hunger Games? I mean, like, I see, I totally agree. Like, I agree with you. But I feel like the reason I'm pretty sure why it isn't is because, um, like, the capitals where all, like, the important people live. So, like, that's where the... Um, like, the president lives, and, like, I don't know, I don't know how they're, like, I think they're, like, they have, like, a dictatorship, basically, but... He doesn't have to be entered, because he's most likely over 18. Yeah, good point. I also think a lot of adults live in the capital. And I mean, like, yeah, the adults have, like, kids and stuff, but I feel like the adults are also powerful, they, like, wouldn't let that happen. Well, then why does the mayor's daughter have to be entered if she's, like, um, under someone with figure? I think it's because the mayors, like, aren't actually, con- like, they're not, I feel like they're more, like, puppeteer yeah, I mean, people. Like, they're just people the capital can use also, to control. Also, District, District 12 is District 12, so, like, everyone in, like, and everyone in District 12 has to enter their names, so, I mean, she does have a little bit of an advantage, Madge does have a little bit of an advantage, um, with the fact that she doesn't need the puffery, but, um, she still has her name in there. Yeah. So, what do we guys, what, since we're talking about Madge, what do you guys think of Madge? Um, personally, I really like her. I feel like she seems very down to earth and, like, chill. Like, she could be super pretentious because her dad's, like, the mayor, but she's not. Yeah, I mean, there was so much potential for her to be an absolute, you know. But, she didn't, and I don't know why. She probably went through something or something like that because we never hear about her mom or anything. But I mean, like, she she's awesome. She's great. I also read part of the next chapter. It made her more great. Sophia, <laughs> it was on accident. No. It was on an audiobook. I didn't know oh, that they had you. gone to chapter three. Okay, but then here, 
Gail is, and he's like being all mean to Madge. And I, I get it's like a dark day for District 12, and it's probably like he's going through some rough emotions, but like it doesn't give him an excuse to like act out or be like mean to her. Agreed. This is more Gail is a poopy pants. I don't know if this is a controversial opinion. She seems like a really nice person. I really like her. But I feel like she's not a person who tries to relate to you and understand, but has no actual, like, has no experiences herself to be like, oh, I know. Yeah, I feel like that. I agree. I feel like Madge is like the kind of friend that's like there for you. But sometimes you're like, you're not giving me what I need. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so next we're on to um, Hannah asks, how did the Treaty of Treason come about? We hear about this fleetingly, like the mayor is like reading it and stuff. Um, does anyone want to talk about this? Not really. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, okay. the, <laughs> wow. the history of like Hannah is just kind of like briefly touched on or whatever. Yeah, I don't think we have enough to comment on this. Yeah, I agree. At least not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Um, Hannah also asked, what about District 13? They're mentioned. They get, like, exploded or whatever. I know, so I'm not going to say anything. Because the thing is, I know all this, people. I feel like District 13 is going to come back. I feel like this is a little bit of um, foreshadowing for something. Okay. I agree because I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I feel like it said maybe in chapter one or chapter two, and I don't want to get too ahead, but saying that you don't want the like same thing to happen to you with like District Thirteen. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly, but I. Th- yeah. No, okay. you're right. So you're like right. District Thirteen also has something to do with the Treaty of Treason, because. If you don't want okay, something yeah. to happen to you, like, then they had to do something bad enough for them to be frowned upon. Yeah, District 13 did something bad. Okay. I, yeah, I feel like we're gonna get, we're, we will get more information about this as the book goes on. So, we, Hannah, we already touched on this, um, so we're not gonna talk about that one, but then... Um, I said that it's really sad that they have to treat the Hunger Games like a holiday. Like, they all have to be like, yay, Hunger Games, woohoo. And, like, even though, like, they're, like, having to watch, like, people from their own district die. What do you guys think I about think this? Horrible. I think it's horrible that they have to act like it's a happy event. Like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really have anything to say, but I just think it's horrible. Agreed. Emerson or Sophia? Um, okay, part of the reason that I've, like, never, um, like, this is, like, my first time reading this book is because, like, my, like, my parents told me that it was, like, a very, like, a violent book. And, like, I, my, my, I am personally a pacifist, so, like, anti-violence, so, like, I don't really like the whole idea of this like tournament where you kill other people your age it's like i don't like it yeah you gotta yeah agreed. i don't like it either i mean yeah they're the devil's spawn but like i don't want to kill them <laughs> hmm. well i think 
the part about I mean, yes, this is horrible, but the fact that they end with twelve year olds trying to have to fight against eighteen year olds. Yeah, that's I feel like the age gap is a problem. Like they're like, now you yeah, small so, child, try to defeat this large yeah, adult. Prim Prim is twelve. So like if he like ended up in the hung like we Prim is like pretty weak and like frail. Like the idea of whole like innocence and everything. So yeah, he didn't yeah, stand a yeah. chance like in like against other people. Agreed. Okay. She's so if small. If they want to keep this thing, like, if they want to keep 12-year-olds in it, they should do, like, age groups. Like, maybe 12 to 15 and then 16 to 18. Wait, but that makes more death. <laughs> that makes double the people die, I Hannah. No, but I mean, if they want to, if you want to keep it fair, in the... Or they could just not it's have not the... Yeah. <laughs> I'll declare... I know we all declare against it, but if they want to have 12-year-olds, they should at least make it a fair, like, battlefield. And, yeah. I mean, they don't need to have 24 people. Like, they could just split the age, like, um, I don't know, 10 people are in the 12 to 15 and 14 are in the other. Huh, okay. Um, so then Prim's name gets called out every single time I read this. I have some sort of reaction. Sometimes I shiver, sometimes I, like, like give out a little yelp like every t- i can't control myself um like every time i'm like i know what's gonna happen and then every time i'm like oh my god what so what were you guys thinking when you heard this i didn't really know how to react i was like really surprised and shocked i just didn't think it was coming i felt that it was just an aspect leading up towards Katniss to be called out so i wasn't gonna be Oh my gosh, you know? That was Prim made me really starstruck. Yeah, I was I was I was sad when, when Prim got called. He's like she okay, I think the author, I think Susan Collins like wrote her to be so sweet and likable on purpose to make this part like even more shocking and devastating. I think like the I think Susan Collins like did that on purpose to make like the readers, the audience, like, like feel something during this part. Yeah, definitely. Like they, she like built Prim up. Like she's amazing. She's so nice. And then she's like, "Haha, she's gonna die." <laughs> That's a little yeah, a <laughs> l- l- little more. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Okay, it's um, true. I actually thought that Katniss was going to gonna be the one to um be chosen from the reaping. I mean, it, this is supposed to be about a chick who was just in the Hunger Games. That's what it says on the back of the book, or <laughs> on every opinion. So I assume that since she was the person that they were talking about and giving all this background information about, they decided to put her in the Hunger Games. But no! No! <laughs> it is grim! Yeah, it was pretty, every single, like, that, even if you're hating the first, like, three pages of the book, you get to that cliffhanger and you're like, I yeah, need I to know more. Yeah, I think that's also, like, a good uh, writing place that the author made like to like sort of like 
make you want to read the next chapter, read the rest of the book. Find out what yeah. Happens, so. Yeah. Okay, so that is the end of chapter one. It's very shocking. I knew it was going to happen, but... <laughs> okay, so chapter two, I'm going to read the summary. This one's a little shorter, because chapter two is just... It's shorter. Okay, so we leave off with Prim getting picked for the games. What? So Katniss is in shock, but once she snaps out of it, she rushes forward and volunteers to be the girl tribute. So she goes up on the stage, and Effie asks everyone to give her a round of applause. But no one does. Instead, they all do a gesture where they take their three middle fingers, touch them to their lips, and hold them out. Then Hamish comes back up on the stage, still drunk, and shouts at the camera before falling off the stage and knocking himself unconscious. Effie is all flustered, and then she goes back to draw the boys' names. It's Peta Malark. I love Peta. Um, Katniss isn't happy with this, and we get a flashback. After her dad died, her mom had a month to get a job, but she didn't. Instead, she was super depressed and did nothing. So Katniss had to be the head of the family and get food. But they were running out of money, and Katniss was trying to survive until she could sign up for Tesserae. But she was worried that they would starve to death before then. So she was out selling baby clothes, but no one wanted them, and she didn't want to go home. So she had the idea to look through garbage cans. It was raining, and the cans had just been emptied, and Katniss was super tired. So she sat next to a tree outside the bakery and basically gave up. The baker mom lady came out and yelled at her to leave. Um, and behind her she saw a boy her age then the lady went inside and Katniss could hear yelling and a slap then the boy came back out with burnt bread and he threw it to her she brought it home and they ate a good meal and when she went to school the next day she saw a dandelion and realized how they could survive by eating plants and going into the woods later Katniss also realized that um, the boy may have burned the bread on purpose knowing he would be punished to help her but Katniss never thanked Peta and she didn't want to owe him in the arena so she was upset he got picked so after that flashback, the ceremony is over, and they shake hands, and then that's the end of chapter two. Very short chapter. So first of all, the big exciting thing is that Katniss volunteers for Prim's place. So we this is we should talk about this. What do you guys think? What were you thinking? I feel I have like siblings that cannot come and tell me. Yeah, same. But I feel like kind of I don't know how I feel. I mean, Katniss. If she dies, like, their family has no, like, main, like, source of food. If her mom wasn't doing something before, like, who says she's gonna now? I mean... Yeah, um, so she, like, starves. I don't think she, um, I have people that I guess are kind of like my siblings, and, I mean, I wouldn't want to go on without them. I mean, I think she'd be in her mom's place instead of her, like, instead of being able to provide for her family. I don't think she would have been able to do much, because she would have been very, very depressed. But then, I guess Prim is going to get some feeling of what it is like to be an adult, now that Katniss is going to leave for the Hunger Games, so she'll get a sense of responsibility. Yeah, so Emerson and I, we both have siblings. I would totally like in a in the blink yeah, of an eye i would volunteer a because i've read these books and um like i don't know if i could like meet Peta and stuff like totally volunteer um so yeah but i would volunteer <laughs> sorry guys um but yeah i would i would volunteer 
and because I love my siblings and I wouldn't I like I don't think I could stand yeah, being able to either. watch them like die on TV so I'd rather be like they can watch me die on TV yeah I, I would I would rather die than yeah. than than to watch my sister die a hundred percent yeah so yeah I would I would we would both volunteer you guys Hannah like if your cat got chosen for the Hunger Games would you volunteer <laughs> I'm sick. You said you loved your cat, love so I'm just cat. wondering. I guess it depends which cat, because sometimes when, uh, one of them is really mean to me. <laughs> then she's kind of nice. So, um, I don't have a, I don't have a comment. No comment. Okay. Um, so, we see Hamish some more. You guys, I'm, I, I am a huge Hamish fan. Like, he, it's like if I ended up like Hamish. Okay, I take that back. Cause if I wish Hamish was my friend. So what do you guys think of Hamish? He like falls off the stage. He's, he's crazy drunk. drunk. Just yeah. in general, he he's those vibes. I think maybe that like it was like like his experiences in because like he had been chosen for the Hunger Games before, and he won the Hunger Games. So I think maybe like it was his experiences in like the arena in the Hunger Games that like that made him this way like sort of a depressed drunk like kind of broken down man so yeah yeah i feel like he's suffering from um ptsd because like you have to go into an arena and like kill people and if you like make it out like you killed a bunch of people like how do you live with that by drinking a lot but yeah so like that's how he he like forgets by drinking but personally, I'm a huge Hamage fan. He gets even better. He's like the comic relief. It's he reminds great. me of my grandpa, and so it gets we also... me really depressed. Oh, that's sad. I don't. I, I don't know how to react to that. You can laugh. I mean, Hamage. Okay. Okay. Um. So then we have the three fingered salute, which I randomly okay, do I all the time. Have like, a story I'll just be to go with this. Down the we can do that afterwards. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you so can tell it now. Just I'm just gonna it. say, I love the like three finger salute that all the people of District 12 give to Katniss when she volunteers. Um, and so um, last night actually, I went to like an outdoor fire pit thingy with uh like a group of people in um, and there was like there's like woods out near near that area. So me and a group of friends went into the woods and there was this like big snow slope and um one of my friends said we should push someone down and then the friend who was standing in the back like pushed forwards and says I volunteers tribute <laughs> and then the other and then me and the other friend like did the three finger salute <laughs> and then we pushed her down the hill. Oh my god. That's amazing. Oh, I wish I wish it was on video. Oh, my God. Those are that's the best thing when you're just like randomly <laughs> like, I'm going to do this. It's happening. <laughs> yes, but I do the three fingered salute like randomly. I'll be like walking down the street. 
oh, you're getting the three finger. I'll just like randomly do the three fingered salute to people. Yeah, but I also really appreciate that like the district like District Twelve is like we're not gonna clap, huh? <laughs> Stuck it. Like too bad. We're not clapping for you. Katniss yeah. is cool. Yeah. They're like re- they're like being rebellious. So, um, I like. Okay, so Effie, what do you guys think about Effie? Effie Trinket from the Capitol. Annoying. <laughs> Just any thoughts? I know she people like that team. in real life. Honestly, there are reasons yeah, like, why I'm not. I'm also listening to it on audiobook, and like, the, so the voice that she does, it's like a very high pitched, kind of like annoying voice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, Effie, like, I feel like she basically is just like, these people are like below me. She, like, seems like the kind of person who, like, sticks her nose up and is like, this food is not the proper standard. And then is like, I'm not tipping you, waiter, and then like just leaves the restaurant yeah, like halfway she's through. The type of person who made it somewhere in her life, made it somewhere of authority, so she thinks that everyone has to like her, even if they don't. Yeah. Well, you're gonna see a lot more of Effie, so get ready. Um. So Peta, oh, Peta's here. I'll let you guys go first and say your thoughts on Peta, okay, and then I'll um, rant. Peta seems like a person who cares about like everyone or a lot of people but he doesn't get the same back because we know that his mom abuses him so yeah i i i've like i've not this like i've only like i've not gotten very far in this book but like i'm starting to agree with violet like um, in the first chapter, like, Gail is being a gross jerk, and Pia is nice. I mean, he gave her bread. He saved her life. Sophia, what do you think? Because you're apparently a Gail <laughs> lover, so. Um, maybe lover. Wrong word. Gail, Gail, um, uh, what's it called when you, Gail, uh, Sophia, what do you think um, of Gail? Gail? He doesn't seem much. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, what do you think of Peta? He seems very nice. I don't. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the one best word to describe Peta. Is like nice. Okay, now I'm going to talk. I really like Peta. You all are going to hear how much I like Peta throughout these book series. You already know. So, so, um, Peta... I'm just gonna rant. So Peta is the one like he's the one good character. Like all of these characters have like flaws. Like um Katniss sort of she doesn't express her emotions. She's like really she's like always like I'm just gonna wear a mask. Like I'm not gonna show people my emotions. Her mom obviously is just like really uncaring and like she just sort of has given up. Prim, I hate to say it, but she does seem a little childish. Like I feel like Prim needs to sort of like realize that this is the world she's living in. Hamish, um, Hamish also sort of seems like he's given up. He doesn't care anymore. And F.E. seems like she's blinded by money. Like, she's just, like, richness. Ooh. And Gail seems like a jerk. So, Peta's, like, the one good, like, he's, like, the character that, like, everyone should strive to be. Because, like, like Hannah said, like, 
he gives love to everyone even when he receives none in return like he's like the guy who's like make the world a better place like leave it better than you found it yeah but yeah then I guess there could be some flaws within it we don't know too much about Peter yet so well I know a lot about Peter. I'm not Actually, spoiling what I was anything. About to say is that Peta, he like his mom does abuse him. So with that could create anger. He may not like express it on people, but he could maybe like express it on himself or just in general when he's alone. Yeah, so I feel like I feel bad for Peta too. I'm like Peta is the best, but like he has such a hard life. But I also feel like he's the person who's like when he gets knocked down. Well. He like gets also, up and I, like in District from his Twelve, mistakes. everyone has a hard life. So yeah, I think everyone that I have to disagree with you, Violet, and I think everyone has the a flaw. Well, okay, fine. I'm kind of blinded by my love for Peta, so I'm sure you guys will find lots of flaws with him. And I just think that so far in the books, everyone has been like found of like a very clear flaw. So far, Peta doesn't seem like he has one. That's all I'm saying. Yet. Everybody yet. has their love. I don't Some care. Yet. Yet. But we're going to find one. Okay, you can find one. And I'm sure I'll find a way to turn it into something good. Um, so, why... There's this huge theme of owing people. Why doesn't Katniss like owing PETA? Or people in general? This is a big theme. So we should keep an eye out for it. But we're, Katniss talks about how she doesn't like Who owing Peta. What do we think anyone? about this? Anything. I mean, especially, yeah. like, I, I mean, think it's not Katniss fun also mentions, people. like, it would be a disadvantage in the Hunger Games. Like, she, she obviously doesn't want to have to kill... I mean, she doesn't want to have to kill anyone, but, like, she doesn't want to have to, like... Like, um, you know... Sparing Peta because you know he um helped her survive by giving bread, giving her bread like all those years yeah. ago. Like she doesn't want to have to make that choice because the Hunger Games are like very dangerous and like so yeah. So like yeah, and. I'm just saying now, the theme of owing people, especially in the games, and just in general, is, like, it's gonna be big. Like, if you had to write, like, a final on the Hunger Games, like, in English, you should write it about owing people. Though, we're gonna keep an eye out for owing, because it's gonna happen a lot. Owing. Woohoo. Okay. So, now, um, since that's basically, they shake hands, which is nice. Their hands touch. Um, ah, uh, so, um, so, yeah, then that's the end of chapter two. So now we should talk, you guys have to say what you think is going to happen, because I know it's going to happen. Um, Hannah, you go first. What yeah, are I your predictions? Cool prediction for all of the books is that Katniss and Peeta and Gail are going to end the Hunger Games. Or, because, I don't know, I... I kind of know some endings from Violet, so I don't want to say more, but I think they're going to end the Hunger Games. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, we don't want them to die. Um, Sophia, what about you? I'm a bit of a conflict of interest. I already kind of 
know how it this specific book is gonna end because I watched the movie a couple years ago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is terrible. Okay, Emerson, you're the only clean. You're the only person here with no bias, no nothing. Um, so, what do you think is gonna happen? I don't. Well, okay. Well, obviously, somehow the Mocking Jay is going to get incorporated because it's like it's the symbol on one of the book. So, like, there's just it's gonna somehow be incorporated definitely yeah and it's my earrings yeah so does anyone else have anything they want to say about these two chapters anything we missed because otherwise it's going to be meme time so no no okay so i am the meme expert i love hunger games memes i i once sent one to hannah every day for three months yeah, it, it was, I had enough in my camera roll. So every week we're going to close off our episode by me talking about a meme that I picked that relates to what we're reading this week. So this meme is our first one. It's Pete up. It's some um, shots from the movie. It says, when I walk out, when I walk out the bakery, this is what I see. Katniss Everdeen is staring at me. I got a loaf in my hand. And I ain't afraid to throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. I'm PETA and I know it. So I like this meme because, first of all, he's PETA and he knows it. And it has this meme is about PETA. So how could I not love it? But um, it's funny because it's a parody of the song, I'm Sexy and I Know It. Um, you can find this meme on our website. Otherwise, you could probably just look it up. So, yeah. That concludes our first ever episode of Capital Chatter. And Can everyone remember, to learn more about Capital Chatter, visit our website. If you have thoughts about what we discussed this week, email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com, all lowercase. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks!